The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Uh, Acting Minister for Justice and Equality, Simon Harris, is with me now. The Minister, you're very welcome uh, to the programme. Uh, what can you tell me about uh, these 24 additional judges the government plans to appoint? Good evening, Kieran. Yeah, look, government has taken a decision this week and, and announced today at a conference there with the Chief Justice that we are going to increase the size of the judiciary uh, in Ireland. It has been um, it has been too small. We don't have enough judges. That's not just my view. It's the view of the OECD. It's the view of a working group that Helen McEntee set up last year. Uh, so we're going to increase the number of judges with pretty much immediate effect by 24. So we bring a law to the doll uh, next month to do that. And then we, and subject to that having an impact, we'll then look at increasing the number further by 20 the following year. Now, this is not, this is not about judges uh, per se. This is actually about recognising that we need to improve access to justice. Um, we're trying to set up a new family uh, law court uh, where actually families going through separation, divorce, custody battles and the likes can actually have a less adversarial environment in a family court. We're also setting up, as you know, a new planning and environment division of the high court uh, as well. So there's a lot of extra work coming at the court and COVID obviously didn't help either. So we need to increase uh, the number of judges and today's about taking action on that. Uh, David Kenny is an associate professor in, in Trinity in the law school there and he said earlier on this, are we going to appoint 24 new judges before the Judicial Appointments Commission bill is passed and the commission is set up? Because while I'm very much in favour of more judges, that would seem like a bad idea. What do you I say to that? I, I saw him say that. I saw him say that and I take his views always very seriously. But uh, but, I mean, the reality is I'm not going to wait uh, for a law that people have been talking about passing for, for a very, very long period of time before moving on this. So, obviously, once the new law is passed, the new law will become the law, and that's the way in which we will appoint judges. But it is my intention to proceed with the appointment of judges as a matter of urgency. I mean, there are cases... This, this, isn't, the, the, this isn't the case of uh, you and your party trying to get in ahead of the law? Well, I'd, I'd obviously absolutely, uh, absolutely reject that assertion. Um, we have a judicial uh, appointments board chaired by the Chief Justice uh, that sends names to the Minister for Justice that I then bring uh, to Cabinet. And I think the quality of judges we've appointed from that has been very high. Uh, and I don't just mean this government, I mean in general uh, in our country. But no, I mean, there is a need for reform of judicial appointments. There's no doubt about that. But there's also a need right now uh, to make sure that access to justice improves. So to give you an example... At the Central Criminal Court now, people could be waiting up to 20 months for a criminal trial. That was 12 months before COVID. In the district courts, we're seeing some delays in relation to domestic violence orders. Um, you know, that's something we just simply can't stand for. We know when it comes to big housing projects, planning projects, energy projects, we know that um, there's an importance to getting quick decisions so we can get these things moving. So we really do need to move on with this. Ireland has about uh, 33 judges per 100,000 and that is below uh, the numbers in many other countries. Mm. So this, we haven't had a new district court judge in terms of an additional one, for example, in a decade. So this is a logical report. It's phased, and I should say that, and that's to David's point too. We'll go ahead with phase one this year. That's the 24 judges. Uh, six for the High Court, two for the Court of, uh, court of Appeal, eight for the District Court and eight for the Circuit Court. We'll measure the impact. What difference did that make? Uh, and if that's made a difference, which I've no doubt it will, uh, okay. We we'll then seek to proceed with another 20 next year. Uh, in, in the realm then of, of government policy, um, uh, the muttering seemed to be that the eviction ban will be allowed to expire at the end of March. What more can you tell us? So just to be clear, I mean, the government has made no decision uh, on the eviction uh, moratorium. And I know that my colleague, the Minister for Housing, Darrow O'Brien, 
and is currently finalising options uh, with the Attorney General's office. But what I can say is we will make a decision in early March, and I know that's important. It's important for people who want a certainty in terms of policy mm. decision. We've got to weigh up a, a whole number of issues here. Um, obviously, making sure people who are at risk of homelessness, that we can try and protect them. Uh, also, though, making sure that anything government does is lawful, constitutional, uh, and also making sure that we don't do anything that further actually hampers supply uh, in terms of rental property. So there's quite a bit to consider, but Dara O'Brien is working intensively on this with the Attorney General. Yeah. And we'll make a decision in early March. I think early March is next week, I think, so within the next week or two. Yeah, John Mark McCafferty from Threshold was, was with me a few minutes ago and he acknowledged that the, the difficulty of the position the government's uh, in. At the same time, he said extending the ban, he felt at this point, was the least bad option. Could you see where he was coming from? Sure, and look, and I've heard that view, and I, indeed I... I, I um, you, you will have noted our, our whole diversity of views being expressed at parliamentary party meetings. Of course, they're meant to be private, but some of it moved into the into the media, mm. which I think it just does show people are genuinely trying to grapple uh, with this issue. We have a housing emergency in Ireland. We have a housing crisis. There's there's no doubt about that. We're trying everything and anything we can to improve supply. the The eviction ban was was put in place for a very specific reason um, and for a very specific period of time. We do know in the past, just being honest with everybody, we do know in the past when we looked at these issues, there were constitutional issues, there were legal issues. You are trying to balance that up. And we also do know that while there are absolutely people in properties today benefiting from the eviction ban, we also know that there's people who want to access rental properties concerned about the fact that we're seeing a reduction in supply in the rental market. So this is one that does genuinely require careful consideration. But at the same time, we don't have that long to consider it because we need to make a decision early next month. Uh, uh, Can you give an assurance, and this was a question that John Mark McCaffrey wanted to put to government, can you give an assurance that if the ban is allowed to expire, that there will be sufficient emergency accommodation in place for anybody who needs it in the first week of April? Well, what I can definitely give an assurance to, to John, to John Mark, and to, to anybody is that, I mean, we will be we will be thinking absolutely of the importance of people avoiding homelessness and protecting people who find themselves in a very challenging situation in any decision we make. Mm. That, that that's not the same thing. So you, you're going to give an assurance that you'll think about it. No, I'm going to give an assurance that which, there will be emergency, a sufficient emergency accommodation. I'm going to give an assurance that we're working around the clock to make sure that there's always significant, that there's always a sufficient mm-hmm. emergency accommodation. So you'll try, you know, you'll try your best, but, but, course, but you can't give course, that absolute assurance. Well, of course we'll try our best, Kieran. And I mean, every day uh, we're trying our best with... with uh, yeah, I don't mean that facetiously, but at the no, same time, sure. you, you can't give that assurance. Absolutely. Well, I think it'll be important when the government makes that decision that the government... Um, is able to give that assurance at that stage. But the government hasn't made a decision yet, and I don't want to speak for the Minister for Housing, who I know is weighing up all of these options. But I can absolutely assure people, trying to arrive at the best decision here to help stem the tide in terms of homelessness is where we need to get to, and that's genuinely what we're trying to do. There isn't an easy scenario here in terms of this policy. And in fairness to, to John Mark McCaffrey and others, I think there's an acknowledgement of that in their yeah. commentary. Um, nobody is suggesting that this is straightforward. It's legally complex constitutionally potentially complex but most importantly um, it's about protecting people in vulnerable scenarios and in fairness to my colleague Darrell O'Brien he is trying a lot of new things as well in terms of telling local authorities if someone's at risk of being homeless for example buy, buy the house they're in buy it up get on with it and I do think we need to see local authorities being really proactive in responding to some yeah. of the new initiatives that we put in place um, just given the day that's in it the anniversary of the outbreak of, of the war in Ukraine I, I just do want to ask you 
about Irish attitude because really interesting yeah. uh, uh, poll in the Irish Times uh, today. Like uh, overwhelmingly, the sentiment uh, is that Ireland should live up to its international obligations to protect people who are at risk. At the same time, there's overwhelming support right across the the, the party divide for a cap on the numbers of Ukrainians uh, coming here. And there's an overall concern as well about there being too many asylum seekers coming to the country. So how how do you assess that? Kind of an apparent contradiction, I guess, to a degree. But I mean, what's your view on it? Yeah, look, I've just come from Greystones where I've just met a number of uh, Ukrainian children who've been living in our town for the best part of the last year. And we just gathered to, to mark to mark the, the the day that is and to commemorate the horrific um, scenario that the families have encountered, but but I was struck by how communities have really risen to the challenge. I think the Irish Times poll today does need to be read in the round because I, I take what you, that that point about the apparent contradiction is somewhat there. But I mean, what I take from the poll is this: that as you rightly say, the overwhelming majority of people in this country want us to protect people fleeing persecution, to live up to our international obligations. No doubt about that. I think they also want to know that we're doing everything we possibly can uh, to respond to the challenge. And I get, I, I noted the wording in some of the questions is, you know, might take too many or might be like, uh, I think it's a reflection of the fact that communities are acknowledging the huge challenges and pressures that we're experiencing, not just in Ireland, but across Europe as a result of the war. Government, we're constantly looking to see how we can do more in this space. So in my current role as Minister for Justice, making, for example, the processing times for international protection faster making sure that we can absolutely give protection to people who are found to have a right to it, but also have a, ro- have a robust, fair system um, where if somebody's found not to have a right, that they get an efficient decision and that deportation orders are issued because that's just a normal part of the system. So what I take from it is the Irish people generally saying, yes, we have to live up to our international obligations, but an acknowledgement that it's extremely challenging. On caps, I mean, being very blunt on this, I, I think Ireland should always move in concert with Europe um, in relation to Ukraine. European solidarity has been one of the huge things that Putin never counted on mm. um, in relation to that. And I, I'd be very, um, I'd really hate to see Ireland moving in any direction that is outside of the European okay. direction. And as Minister for Justice this week, actually, I extended uh, the temporary protection status of all those who come to Ireland from Ukraine for another year. Minister for Justice, Simon Harris, thank you very much for joining us here on the show. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from 4 on News Talk.